Hey, this is Monica. And hey, hey, this is Melody. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the Invisible, Invisible Women Podcast. Today we have with us one of our curl sisters, Valon Smith, whoop, whoop. founder and boss babe of the Natural Hair Salon, Natural Do Hair Salon do. in the Central Valley. Valon comes to us with about 20 years experience in business and a wealth of experience in the natural hair care game. Valon has been a guest lecturer on many of the top hair shows here in the U.S. Doing and rated as top 30 hair salon by Essex Magazine. Hello, Miss Valon. We're glad to have Hello, you. Hello, ladies. <laughs> hey, Valon. Like, how are you? Looking good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we are just so excited. We want to just hand it right over. So go right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What sparked your interest to start your business? And mm-hmm. before that, did you have like an aha moment? Like, <laughs> damn, I need to oh, get wow. on what? <laughs> That's like a great question because I feel like there's so many questions leading up to that. Well, well, I mean, so many things that has happened that lead up to that. But I'll I'll just give you, try to give you like the very short version of how Natural Do got created. So, (laughs) yes. So um, um, when I was in high, when I was in high school, um, well, going back a little bit further, I um, got a relaxer at the age of 12. Okay. And so pretty much I've been natural my whole life, except between 12 and 17. Wow. And so, nice. Yes. And so during um, when I was 17, I saw, you know, um, my hair wasn't as healthy and long as I wanted it to be. Yes. And so I took it upon myself to get some research on how I can get my hair to be, you know, healthy and long. Right. And so um, back then it was the library. Y'all remember that? Yeah, <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> I know. So I went to the library and researched all these different books. It didn't matter if it was specifically on black hair, which at the time there wasn't many. I I would say that that maybe I found like between three to five books. And I um, looked at cosmetology books and um, just people's experiences. And so what I found that what everyone said about uh, said across the board was that Mm -hmm. you had to wear your hair in its natural state in order for it to be healthy. Okay. Cool and long. So I was like, okay. So then back, so then I decided, all right, I'm gonna chop it off. That okay. but there was no big chop back then, right? I was gonna cut off all the perm. So I remember going to JC Penny, looking at the board, <laughs> finding the black hairstylist. I was like, oh, okay, there she go. And <laughs> like, there she go is right. Yes. Like, who can do my hair? And she was like, um, I sat in the chair and I said, okay, I need you to cut off all the straight hair. And she was like, what? Are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I'm sure. Cut it off, right? What? So she she cut it off and it was about like maybe like an inch or two I had on there. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of felt like uncomfortable because it was really, really short. Okay. And, um, but I put my hat back on and I left. But I never have ever wore my hair in a perm ever since then. So of course I would still wear weaves or, or braids or something like that, but I never went back to um, a relaxer. And during that time, they didn't have many hair care products like they do today. Whoa, that's a lot. So I was really pretty much stuck with, you know, hair grease and water. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get this straight for our listeners. Ever since the age of 17, you have not put not one chemical on your head. No, no. Nope, don't need to. Amazing. 
say those curls look very, very nice. They are popping. It's funny that you say just back in the day, because from some of the listeners, Valon and I actually went to high school together. So yes, like, yes. And I keep trying to think, like, I'm wondering, like, because, you know, we all wore our little bun, right? So right, like, we did. Well, I couldn't really tell, like, did she have a perm back then? Because I know everybody wanted to have that slick do. So we had chemicals in our hair. What, what was yes. the deal, though? We probably used pro style and all that. Because so I was trying oh, to like, yes. have natural hair then. But that, yes, it wasn't really embraced, right, in our right. younger days um, to wear natural hair. So that's really amazing that you took that opportunity to go in research. We always talk about knowledge is power, yes. right? Yes. And so yes. that is really, really key. <laughs> yes. yes, very key, very key. And it so definitely tells me that you've been a boss chick. <laughs> <laughs> so carry on, you finish. So what happened was is that, um, so throughout, um, it wasn't until um, I got married and moved to Seattle. And so if you've ever been to Seattle, you know what the weather is like. Rainy, it rains. I've never been. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, it rains all the time. Okay. okay. Pretty much, uh, like until like a couple of months out of the summer, you may not get any rain. It's overcasty, but it's not raining. Mm -hmm. But wow. the rain is not like how it is in California. It's not no pouring down rain. They have that, but it's kind of misty. You know, kind of misty mm -hmm. light. Yeah. A little drizzle that make your hair kind of puff up. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and that's why I said I had to learn. Oh, wow. <laughs> my okay. So, um, and so, um, and that was really the two strand twist that I did a lot of. And okay. so I, um, my hair really, really grew from that style. It really, really flourished. People were like, how did you get your hair like that? Um, your hair is really healthy and long. And so I got so many talks about that. That's when I decided to start a book called Girl, Get Your Hair Back out of those questions. And then um, out of those questions too, I did like little natural hair Mary Kay parties, I guess you can say. Oh, I would go to people's houses and we would talk about natural hair. So amazing. That's how like it got started. And then fast forward some more years <laughs> and um, I noticed that there was no place where I can at least, or any other natural girl can go get their hair done. Oh, and so instead perfect. of, you know, complaining about it, I just decided to create one. And then that's when natural do hair salon happened. Oh, and they say make opportunity <laughs> of everyone giving to you. So I really, really love that. Yes. And, you know, I admire that for sure. One of the things, you, you know, Nielsen ratings has said the natural hair care industry is actually what almost like 9 billion, I think last I checked yeah. in, oh, in 2020. And, gonna continue growing because yes, yes. over covid the quarantine many of us sisters have embraced natural hair care but yes. like I said we don't really know where to start so that's you're a good place to start that's what we're like we yes. gotta have her on here to really share with us and even just from my own story i adapted a natural hair um Look, back in 2007, so I definitely okay. used to have my, you know, chemical, put my perm in, and I went to natural hair because at the time I was kind of doing detox, and I'm like, you know, if I'm going to do internal, I want my hair to also be, right. like you said, because edges was a little thin, yeah. and I'm like, how do I get this back? Um, but I didn't go as far as you was doing the research, but I just cut <laughs> the chemicals out. I did not do the big chop, but over okay. time, over I did time. continue mm -hmm. to grow as I just kept going and get, like, my natural, I mean, my um, follow-ups and getting my ends clipped and it just naturally came off so yeah you just yeah. got to kind of jump in there <laughs> yeah, i know i jumped in this is it <laughs> well that's so, good i'm glad you did that miss <laughs> Valon. i heard two key things i heard a book where yes. can our listeners find your book and purchase it well, yes they can go online to natural-do.com 
and all, our merchandise is all on there and they can get the book as well. It's an ebook, so you can just download it right away. Amazing. Now, Valam, before we get into the other stories of your life, do you also provide products? Absolutely. Okay. It was a long time coming. And the thing was, is that we were getting ready to launch before the shutdown. And so, and then that shut down and it took a very, very long time to get them, but they're finally here. (laughs) Okay. And what type of products are they? Like creams, curls, gels? Yeah. Well, we have one of our main bestsellers is the our, is our hair and body butter. And okay. so it's not only great for your hair, it's a hair, um, but it's also for your body and it smells really, really Ooh. good. I love <laughs> I mean, that. I love that. Yes. A one-stop shop. We like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> blue, 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 blue. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I love to do love. My mom used to tell me, I said, you love to be greasy. I'm like, yes, I love my <laughs> But I think that's really good because now one thing that I personally like to ask for me, um, I have curls, but my curls are very fine. So some of the hair right. care products that I know I've tried in the past are either too heavy for my hair. Right. And so I don't like it being too crispy, hard and like frumpy. I like a big kind of soft do. So mm-hmm. like, how do we know? Because what's the curl pattern from 1A to 4C, right? Yeah, I, think I did a little right, bit right. of that. How do you know when you come to your products, what is going to be the best product for your curl type? Okay, well, you know, we offer natural... Um, I'm sorry, we offer free hair consultations at our salon. And at our consultation, we wash your hair because there we determine what your curl pattern is, right? And you don't really know what that is until it's underwater. Mm -hmm. And so um, everybody is so different. And I could tell you a little bit just by looking at you, but I really can't know. I really don't know until I look and look at it. But I can tell you, if you say that you have fine hair, then yes, mm-hmm. I can tell you that you're right. You don't want to put very heavy products mm-hmm. in your hair, um, especially um, the kind of look that you want. Right. And yeah. when you're also determining products, a very a, another key is okay. deter- is by the hairstyle that you wear. Okay. So what pro- the products that you use, for instance, for a wash and go may not be the same for someone who's getting two strand twists. Okay. And that also depends on your hair type. So it's a it's different things. We are trying to find a better way to try to um, explain that to people. Um, yeah. We know it, but I'm trying <laughs> to find no, a better way. Right, not, not just one. You're gonna need a couple. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the other issue is that people assume that their hair is kinky. Like for instance, oh, yeah. oh you know, we get people in the chair and they tell us all the time, "Oh, I got that Kuta Kente hair. It's nasty <laughs> and all this stuff." And then they find out, "Oh, you have curly hair." You know, right. it's really curly. You're like, "What?" Very small percentage of people that come into our salon and I think as far as in the US really have kinky hair. Okay. Most people fall into the range of curly from big to loose. That's so, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. See, that's why I love it. You are educating us already. Right. What? Five, ten minutes in. <laughs> yes. And see, I'm a lot different. So for number one, I'm sure you've heard this before. I am a tender headed person. I'm sure you get yes. that comment. We got some stories. Ever since I was younger, like the moment you start pulling too hard, I'm like, it's all good. Don't worry about it. I wear my hair crazy looking. Like I just... 
Well, my mom is <laughs> assigned me to do her hair. So, you know, she okay. has beautiful hair, much longer and but fuller it's a hair than lot. me. But it's I'm a like, lot. It's it a would lot. kink up. And I'm like, we used to do water and grease too. And yeah. like, it dip it in the, the water and brush, brush, brush. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> well, one of the things I always tell when I'm at my seminars, I said, okay, so one of my questions I'm going to ask the Lord when we when I die. <laughs> did you give people with kinky hair or curly hair tender heads? You know oh, we got to go through this. This is what I want to know. It's like every little thing. Like even when I wear like sew-ins, when my stylist takes out the sew-ins, my scalp, I'm like, don't do nothing else. Let's just wash it for now. Like, yeah, you know, I don't yeah. want you to put it back in. I don't want you to do none of that, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. for me, wearing my natural hair has always been a struggle. Because of all the hair, I have tight curls, and I'm just a very tender-headed person. So <laughs> what would be your advice to a person like myself that's just like, don't do it to my scalp? No, don't do it to my scalp. Don't I know. It. <laughs> we do try to be very gentle as possible. Okay. My daughter is tender-headed as well. Oh, and wow. she has she has sister locks. Yeah, so I know that, that people might think that. Yes, it is. It's so long. I'm so jealous. So, <laughs> and so I know people may think, oh, it's sister loss. You shouldn't be tender headed. But actually, because you're not combing your hair often and when she goes to get retightened, it does yeah. hurt. Yeah. So I typically, I know, give her like a Motrin before ah, her okay. and okay. she's fine. So that's one tip there. Okay. Another hey, <laughs> and I another knew that that makes so oh, much yeah. sense. Yeah, she feels better. But if I didn't give her the Motrin, she'd be like, and after it's done, it's so pretty. I want to touch it. She's like, don't touch me. Like, for real. <laughs> like, she don't want the wind blowing on it. It is serious. Like, it is a real thing. Like, people think, oh, you just crying. It's like, no, no, no. No, no. We have clients that are very tender-headed that are crying in the chair. Um, um, oh, Especially oh the younger ones, the adults, they'll, you know, they can hold it a little yeah, bit right, better, right. of course, you know. But the young ones, no. And, and also, it's because sometimes the kids are not used to getting their hair combed. So yes. when you don't get it combed often, especially when you're tender-headed, that really, really hurts. So wow. one of the things that we try to encourage the parents is like try to get them to come in, you know, at least once every two weeks, you know, mm -hmm. because I think that every week is too much for them, but, you know, every 10 to 14 days so they could get used to it. We had a young girl that was super, I'm telling you, she had, she was crying, oh, crying, wow. tears. And then like, um, she would, um, then she got a little older, so she would still cry, but she have her towel, just oh. her tears, and now she doesn't cry at all. So I know, I know your pain. I know. I oh, feel goodness. her pain well, that, all the way. It's amazing that you take the young it ones, is. because I've known it a is. lot of salons that, like, we don't take young kids for that reason, because I know. we don't have to deal with it. So that's really, really great, because unfortunately, my daughter kind of adapted her auntie's tenderheadedness, and <laughs> the only thing she has beautiful curls, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do with this mess. It's like all over, and, so we try, but yeah. moisturizer, I mean, would you say yeah. that that's one of the key, too, is you have to stay oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you have to put yeah. a lot of, you got to put a lot of, like, a lot like right. i used to wash my daughter's hair and i used yeah. to um, detangle in the shower that's how bad oh, okay we use tons of conditioner okay. like, it doesn't matter it has to stay moisture so yes it and does on the yes. conditioner. but i even <laughs> ask her like when she if i'm in her house or at her house while she's combing her daughter's hair i'm like chloe blink twice and <laughs> it hurts because right. you can't, can't say it though. hurts and i'm like go ahead blink twice <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying not like uh, you should have yeah. a 
finer like me would be good because it don't take me much. <laughs> but but before before this, I I just wanted to jump on the topic of the sister locks. Like I've been thinking mm-hmm. about it for a couple of years. I have a really good best friend that grew mm-hmm. her sister locks, and they are like down to yeah. her waist. They are absolutely what, beautiful. They are yeah. beautiful. So what mm-hmm. would you recommend for a person like me? I don't necessarily have a perm, but I do my weaves. I do my press. I do all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I do do color. So okay. what would you, how would you prep me into walking into sister lots? Well, definitely. Um, so the, so it starts off with, um, you know, braiding cause they got to, you know, work on the grid and there is, um, you're, you'll probably experience a little pain when she gets to the root of your hair, but okay. going forward, when you, you um, depending on how often your hair grows and she'll let you know, like my daughter, she goes once every two months. Okay. See, she doesn't have to get her hair combed at all. Once every two months, she just goes through it, okay? So I think if you're tender-headed, you're going to like that because okay. you're not going to be in um, your hair every day. Okay, and sister locks is, is um, uh, lighter, much lighter than traditional locks because okay. it's not uh, gathered hair over time. So yes. it's very light. You can still wear... I know people that still put wigs and weaves and braids with sister really? locks. Yes, you really? can because they're so tiny. So you, it's very versatile. It's very light, and I think that if you're tenderheaded, I think you would you would like it. Only um, only time you might wouldn't like it is the uh, retightening session. But okay. take a motion and you're you're good. So I, I would it. recommend it. Okay. I would. Very mm-hmm. good. Now, do you guys do sister locks at Natural Do? No, we don't do them because you have to be a certified loctician um, okay. with sister locks, and you have to go through their class and training. But we do cut them and we do style and dye them. Okay. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, I don't think we touched on where are these salons located for our listeners that want to come and get their hair done? Um, what, uh, uh, for Sister Locks? or oh, No, for just Natural Dew, your salons that you Oh, own. Natural Dew. Okay, so we're located in downtown Stockton. Um, okay. We're also so happy to announce that we're going to be opening up in downtown San Jose. So we're Woo! excited to be coming here, too. Congratulations. <laughs> Girl, yes. Getting higher. Yes. That's <laughs> so amazing. I'm really excited That's about that. Amazing. And then hopefully we'll continue to keep growing and open up in other locations. Yeah. Well, have you ever, I know. Have you ever thought about franchising? Something to think about. Uh, well, not at this time. We'll, okay. keep, we'll keep it private for now. <laughs> okay, I understand. Totally, totally. Yeah. I get it. And, and you know what? As you said, keep it private. I think that's great because one that, you know, you're still owning and, and, and running your business because, you know, a lot of uh, there's controversy sometimes with, you know, black owned natural hair care products that eventually either are sold off to, you know, yeah. companies or they are originally owned by one uh, white company. So it's and I'm not opposed to that. Right. I mean, yeah. whatever you need to do to innovate, me neither. Yeah. So you know what's best for your business or when you get to that stage, it's like, hey, we need to do <laughs> merger acquisition, okay. whatever. You right. know, it's all right. about elevating to the next level. Um, but, you know, great that you're yes. still, you know, doing what you do and we, we love it and we're here to support for sure. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad you understand that because essentially when you're in business, mm-hmm. well, uh, for a lot of businesses, the goal is to sell the, uh, yes. for a lot of businesses. I know yes. some people go in there probably wanting to stay in and, and keep it, you know, within the family and things like that. Yes. Um, but, but that is the goal. That is um, sometimes business's goal. And so um, I'm not opposed to that at all. I'm just saying at this time, we're still growing and learning because yes. I have one location. So now I have two. And right. so two right. location or multiple locations is going to be a different when it comes to mm-hmm. business and running it. So I know that I'm going to um, be learning um, and experiencing different things, especially when it comes to um, vending management, mm-hmm. um, 
hiring, um, training. It's just going to be different when you have versus um, when you have multiple locations versus one. So totally. right now, that's not my focus. Yeah, you know that, that's very that's important that you say that, because I know that, you know, black women, we are continuing to grow into mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. And like you said to me, I think in business, you always got to have an end game as well. You know, yeah. we definitely always want to yeah. keep it, like you said, in the family, hold on to it. But as you innovate and as you grow, there may come a time when it's like, hey, we need to move on to the next level so we can continue yep. with other projects, right. other business opportunities. So that doesn't mean, yeah. you know, that you're like not doing it for the culture anymore. Oh, it just yeah. means yeah. that you're continuing to level up. And so. Yeah, I, exactly. I love that you understand that as a yes. businesswoman because that's important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you understand that too. Yeah. And that and that kind of leads us into our next question for you, Miss Valon, is what are some of the roadblocks that you faced as being a black woman, an entrepreneur in business? Has it been issues obtaining bank loans or finding places to lease to where you can have your shop set up because that's what we do here at the Invisible Women Podcast. It's for us, it's by us. We reclaim our time here, we reclaim our power here, and we reclaim our confidence. So we want our listeners to learn from you and grow from you and for you to drop those gems. So what are some of the roadblocks that you faced? Well, the main I, I would say the main roadblock whether it's in leasing or um, like you said, um, obtaining products, uh, working with banks, right. is that they do not understand what we do. All they hear is you're a hair salon. And I am, I am a yeah. hair salon, but yes. we're very, very niche. And so I remember wow. one time when I was um, a pro went to a, um, they weren't a bank, but they were like a, a CDFI. Um, okay. They help um, for smaller, smaller loans mm -hmm. with the city. And um, the guy was like, Okay, I mean, I looked and I googled, and there's like 20 African American salons, so I'm not understanding like what 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 makes you different. Right. And I'm like, well, we do natural hair. They have no idea what that is. So, yeah. <laughs> so then I gotta go into like you know curly hair. But even if then they don't have curly hair, you know, so they're not understanding like what? How are you making money? What right. um what's the big what's the big deal about this? When we yeah. go to leads. There's um, other salons maybe around the area and other landlords don't want to deal with that. And I'm telling you, I'm like, we don't do what they do. Trust me. <laughs> I know that's right. I'm different. Yeah, very different. <laughs> we bring a whole different kind of clientele and vibe yeah. to your place. We don't do that. So that is, to me, that has been like the biggest one, the biggest okay. understanding um, that they just don't understand mm -hmm. what is natural hair and what that yeah. means. 60% of the population have some form of kinky, curly, wavy hair. You don't have to be black. That's and true. so many people are now starting to embrace their naturals mm -hmm. because there's there are um, other races that want to straighten their hair. They want to get the, yep. the blowouts and stuff. They don't want to do the curls. But now they're also starting to embrace that. They have, um, people are getting married. There's interracial relationships. And so now they're, they are they have this new head of hair. They ain't never experienced. Um, right? <laughs> Now who's new head of hair? <laughs> yes, they're like what? So every you know, so it, it's growing. So yeah. and um, as that is growing, then people are starting to understand more. So it, it's just really they didn't know who we are. What is it that we really do? Right. So you find yourself pretty much educating people when you're out here on your business grind because yeah. people that don't look like us, they don't get it. They don't understand that. If I'm correct, that your service is a subscription based service, right? Yes, we have, we offer subscription. Oh, I apologize. Oh, no worries. You're busy. Um, You're yes, we offer. I thought I put that on vibrate. Rude. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, yes, we offer a la carte, which means you can come in and pay 
um, for this one-time service, or we offer memberships. And so our memberships is either you pay monthly or annually, and you receive unlimited salon services for your natural hair. And um, we do that because natural hair really has to be um, taken care of. And we find that when you really stick to it, um, you'll get the results that you need. That's amazing. That almost brings me to like, uh, you are like innovative to me because that makes me think about supercuts. And you know, supercuts is not for us. No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I have too to have him cut a bob or something like that. But still, yeah, they like, what should I do? You know, but but what you're doing is it's revolutionary to me. I mean, it's it's big. It's a really big thing. And I can see you going like far and wide with what you're doing. That's why I was asking about franchising. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing that now, but I think in the next 10 years, I can see you having definitely at least a good handful of salons, oh, at yeah. least in Northern California. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is the goal. That is the that's goal. The goal. Right. That's the end game. <laughs> and then even bring it to Seattle. You said that that's where you yes. found out how yeah. to really care for your stuff was right. in oh, Seattle. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, oh, there. Everybody like when you coming? When you coming, Virginia? When you coming to Washington? When you come? Hey, I'm coming. Just it takes some time. It takes <laughs> some time. I love it. I love it. And so you know, and then and then so for you, when you you know you started your business, did you continue to work a full time job partially or where did <laughs> yeah, yeah. go? I think that's always the question when you think of entrepreneurship. People are like I need to quit my day, and you sometimes it takes right. a little while. You got to keep pouring into your business. So it's right. like, oh no, my sisters, don't quit quite yet. Keep working. <laughs> keep working. But it's a lot of balance. It's a lot of. It balance. is. It sure <laughs> is a lot of balance. I would have to say, well, I did it. I was quick, so I quit within six months because we grew rather quickly. Nice. Um, but I would, I'm not saying, but, um, looking back, I probably either would have waited or got more funding, um, because I didn't understand necessarily all of the financial pieces to it. Um, and so, um, I would encourage that for people to do, I mean, it's okay to still work your job, yeah. um, and still grow the other business. Uh, and, and so how can I say, well, I would just say you just really have to watch your numbers. You have yeah. to really look at your numbers mm-hmm. and see if it's viable for you to do. I know you want to rush, probably want to rush to do it. And don't get me wrong. It is a lot at first, but um, you just got to look at your numbers and look to see what you can really afford to do. I also had, I was married, so I was I have a very supportive husband, you know, and I know some people start businesses and they don't have nobody else. It's just them. But I will tell you, that as long as you keep at it, and I promise you, if you keep at it, it will happen. Don't all give right. up. Take all the resources that are available to you. There are always small business centers located in your city. Those mm-hmm. are free. You get free business right. consultants or you got SCORE or you got now because they're trying to help um, colored um, people get into business. There's mm-hmm. other organizations out there. Um, I am a, um, what do you call that? A business uh networking uh, person like, I, like. I love it. Like, okay, yes that's amazing i don't care how small it is or how big it is or you think you know everything i promise you you do not and yeah. you go to these places yes. you will find people um that will help you or find mm-hmm. some kind of information even this one little thing of something that you should not do you'll yeah. find something so um i would say use the resources that are available to you as well as you're trying to grow your business because there are plenty out there 
Yes. I think that's really, really key. And I appreciate you saying that because we love mm -hmm. to always talk about that your net worth is your network. Yes. And like you said, no opportunity is too small sometimes. And, yeah. you know, we've learned that even or sometimes we're tired and just like, you know, there's something going on. It's like, but you never know the opportunity. Yep. Network. And we've yeah. come across some great opportunities sometimes going to events and just or just things. attending a meeting <laughs> agreeing. You can hit it off with somebody. Yep. And like, cool. Let's yeah. Let's make it work. Right. So you never know who's going to be in the room, right? That's, that is so true. Of networking. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think you've definitely learned some keys to success in being an entrepreneur um, because, you know, like you said, mm -hmm. there's always an opportunity to learn. We don't know everything, yeah. you know, like yeah. even for myself, I'm always learning different things. And what I'm doing, like, wow, you know, you, yeah. you don't know it all. And so you just right, always right. have to remain open. And I think that's very good. You've learned to another key is mm -hmm. find the problem and solve it. And you've right. done it because, you know, trying to manage natural hair has definitely been a problem for me and many people like us. Yes. And then, yes. even when you say like one of your clients just having interracial children, yeah. I remember being younger and seeing a lady just back in the day when I used to braid hair and seeing a lady in salads. <laughs> I think I was working part-time at Sally Beauty Supply okay. in, in San Jose. Yeah. And a lady came in with her daughter. She was biracial. She was like, I don't know. She had chopped the girl's hair off and it was really, okay. you know, short and curl, but she didn't know. She didn't know what product what to, to do. do. And so mm -hmm. all I could do was braid it. But even when I was braiding, I was like, I don't even know what to do with it. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, having these services and what you're doing, I think is very, you have a very wide clientele and you're going to continue yeah. to excel. And we're here. We're happy for you, Belon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we are so excited. Oh, and you so, know, this is the Visible Podcast. So there's women of color that's listening to this, yes, right? Absolutely. So I just also want to be clear about the networking. It's not just about networking in black groups, right? That's key. Yes. That you have to network with everybody. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. So I just wanted to say this one, that little, one little piece right there. Thank you for dropping that. Just say it again for the people in the back. And so, <laughs> and so the people in the back need to know that money don't discriminate. Yeah, right. Money don't discriminate. Right. So you just got to know that. And, you know, that's also too coming with a business mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Because, yes, we are about acknowledging and we're here for black women. But let's be real. We all live in the same world together. So yes. you do end up intertwining and working together. One of the keys in what you said is you're going to have to teach people so they can understand because a lot yeah. of times when we don't understand there's fear and like, well, why would we support that? Why would we invest in that? And there definitely is a barrier for black women trying yeah. to get, you know, venture capitalists. But when we know our business and we can really tell the story and Great. show the numbers mm -hmm. that it creates, mm -hmm. people want to make money. They want to invest yeah, they in something that's they definitely going to be lucrative, right? And so, right. you know, having all that laid out, like you said, when you rush into it but i think the more you learn that there is always that business aspect and whatever passion mm -hmm. that you have yeah you, you, you will exceed yes yes absolutely oh you guys yeah. can, love it <laughs> no i love it i thought that was important that you said that yeah so like you said no opportunity too small we want to create allies and you got to continue just hey tell your story yes <laughs> and Isabel, we know you're busy we just have a couple more questions so oh. i want to know what would you tell your eight-year-old self because i heard you say that you went natural as of 12 but what would you yep. tell yourself at eight <laughs> to not listen to nobody and do what i want to do Okay. <laughs> I hear some fearlessness in that. Okay. okay. Speak yes, yes. Okay. I love it. Just, I love it. And that's just more of listening within yeah. and really trusting yourself. Right. That's what I would say. And really, you know, um, you know, go for that because we have outside people and or forces or whatever telling us how we should be, do, act, think. And so um 
I think that, you know, we're all different. We're all, you know, God made us all different and, you know, God talks to all of us and we all have different um, passions and gifts and talents. And we should really focus on that and not try to, you know, compare ourselves to other people. That's right. That's okay. And like, I like to tell people, you know, you got to go deep with it. You got to know the difference between principles and principalities. All right now. Well, I don't want to go biblical on you, but I know it. I know it. You're God up here now. <laughs> and so that that's awesome. I love it. So you sound like you have a, a strong faith and and a strong spiritual mm -hmm. um, guider that leads you, and I just love it. I love it. And so the last question that I have is, <laughs> what is the most effective habit that you've adopted, and it's helped you flourish in your personal life as well as your professional life? Oh, you said personal too, but I think it goes back to um, the, the whole, um, the business, what do they call those? They call them like cohort groups. Business okay, cohort. Okay, cohort. So every few years I get involved in a group um, where there's a business that helps you comb through your business. Oh, yeah, and so it. it's kind of like you're redoing it all over again. You're redoing yeah. your business, your That's mission. Where you're at. Yes, exactly. You're redoing, you're um, combing through your finances and all of that. That I feel has been so helpful for me, not just for the networking piece, of course, because that's great. I met some right, great right, people, right. but also just combing through your business. I know you can't feel like that you just got it because things change all that's the right. time. So, um, like for instance, during COVID, oh my gosh, I combed through like no comb through before. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're I was a part of a cohort called Main Street Launch out of Oakland. Okay. And what they do is they help um, entrepreneurs with their business. And, and when we started, we started in January. Okay. The shutdown happened in March. And I'm so grateful that we did. I was a part of the cohort then because okay. if we had combed through of my business while things were great, I think it would probably be a little bit different. And so now we were able to comb through during the worst of times. Right. Yes. And so I was able to make more money after the Love shutdown it. than I had done before in the past. Amazing. So you want to just come that that's what I feel like has helped me a lot. And I've right. been through other groups like that too. They have right. those all over the place. You again you could go to your small business center or the community colleges, the colleges, they have things like that for businesses and that that I feel like will really help you your business grow for sure. And that's that's, and that's interesting that you say that because I've heard a lot of, you know, business owners say that COVID has either been a blessing or a curse <laughs> for many yes. businesses. And, you know, you have to learn, like you said, to continue to be innovative and yeah. just change the game of what you were doing before and being able to adapt to where we are today. And yeah. so we were able to kind of flip you know, to what we, yes, do that. Pivot. Pivot. We talk about then, you know, hey, you turn your pain to purpose, right? I'm not <laughs> right, right. And I think that is really, really great. Well, we Don't definitely need that. To you to, you know, <laughs> more success for you and your business. And one thing that I just want to leave with, because it just reminds me of NDIRE famous quote is, I am not my hair. I am not my skin. I am a soul that lives within. Thank you so much, Ms. Valance. Thank you, Valance. Thank you so much, ladies, business. for having me. Of course, we appreciate you. We're looking so Natural Do Salon in Stockton, California. Yes. You guys have to come. You guys right. have to do a podcast there or something. Okay. You guys have to come. We will. <laughs> we will do more. We got some more things cooking up too that I'll definitely be in touch with you offline about. But we wanted to just get you on this podcast to share with us. And so, yeah, I'm going to get the moisturizer once I take these braids out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll have to stop in and bring my daughter. So I might have to yeah. schedule a salon and let, let y'all manage those curls. Apart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
yes keep being amazing you are beautiful we love what you are doing and just keep breaking down those barriers and keep on with your natural hairdo salons okay thank you thank you take care you too bye